You're listening to the Great to Greater podcast with Tiffany Rufino, where we talk about all things business and life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Thank you, everybody, for coming back. We had a great reaction to our Welcome Back podcast last week. So uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you again for joining us. I'm Tiffany Rufino here with the left Twix to my right Twix, Jeffrey Rufino. Hello. And I'd like to echo that thanks because it's always great when people enjoy your content. And we have a lot of content to dig into today. Today we are going to be discussing social media and business and how employees, regardless of title, react in social media or act in social media and also how customers behave in social media. So really it's um, just thoughts on the good, bad, and the ugly and a couple of scenarios that have occurred and our thoughts on those there is a lot that can go great let me just start off with saying that with social media it's designed to be a thing for you to reach out and connect um so now that we don't got that out the way um yeah there are some pitfalls to uh having that openness and a porous connection with your customers. And, and I think also having uh, the the ability to have things at the palm of your hand, right? So I'm not knocking yeah. cell phones, but having a camera at your disposal as opposed to a disposable camera. Um, <laughs> but, you know, a, a camera that could just go ahead and record could be a benefit for your safety and for your protection. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, there are people that don't use it in that sense. So let's just jump into it. Uh, as a um, former, I don't, I don't want to say former, but as a teacher, I used to tell my students all the time, uh, especially in the beginning of class, you know, when they first are enrolled and it's their first day with me, I tell them, listen, if you're in a scenario in a place of business that you work at, Um, No matter what your title is, should you get involved in a scenario with a customer or even another employee, as soon as that camera starts recording, as soon as that phone starts recording, nobody gets to see what happens that made you react the way that you reacted. So you have to be very conscious of how you're behaving Not that you want to not protect yourself if somebody comes at you with violence or that sort of thing, but what you say in that moment is the first thing people are hearing and immediately you're the villain of the story versus you know the heroine or or hero or the person that um you know was the victim not that i want anybody to feel like they have to be called a victim or that sort of thing um i don't want to qualify like every statement that i say but you know it In certain situations, the camera doesn't start until people are like, oh, wait, did you catch that world star? You know, like, let's get this on camera. Um, Or it didn't happen. Right. Absolutely. And it's for the social media clout, right? Because they're not going to, hey, hey, let me airdrop this to you. So you have it for like, you know, your your story. It's, oh, I'm going to post this right now because this is going to go viral and I'm going to get the attention for it. And here you are, like seeing your face splattered everywhere across the Internet reacting to a situation that um, had a scenario happen that nobody has the full story for. 
And people don't pay attention to the edit on page 23, that, you know, a week later when... When there's like 18, like part two, like you have to go through all the comments on TikTok to get to like, <laughs> oh, part two, you know, three weeks later. Sorry, guys, I was busy. I fell asleep for a three week coma and I forgot to post this. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that it wasn't the thing that you saw. It wasn't was, that serious. It wasn't that bad. And in reality, the other person started it or whatever it is, you know, by then it's too late. And I think that you have to remember it's on the Internet forever. So that first job that you had a scenario that was posted across the internet and everybody saw your reaction, not the interaction, um, can prevent you from getting the next job or promoted or, um, you know, you could lose friends, you could lose family. Like there's a lot that can happen. That's a lot of backlash that, yeah, isn't always necessarily on you just because you reacted to it, but it does make you think of, okay, and, and I think of somebody um, that inspired you and I with this phrase, and I use it often, is that when you're in a situation where it's my way or the highway, take the higher way, right? Yeah. And, and that doesn't have to be taken in a religious sense. It's just how do you be the better person in a situation so that you can walk away knowing that you are the, the better person in that situation? I think about situations where if you kind of um, pause a scenario and it's just the interaction between the employee and the customer, it's usually the customer that has most of the interaction because they're either anticipating an argument or a situation to happen or they're planning for a situation or argument to happen. I don't remember any role that I've had where I've had a customer walk up to me with a phone in hand or a microphone in hand, like those little tiny micro recorders, because I'm from the 1900s, um, <laughs> ready to record a situation because they're about to return an item and they think that there's going to be a fight. Like there was never a preparation there. But nowadays, there's a lot more of, wow, how did you get like that whole thing on camera as a customer? And, you know, maybe the employee has a, a, another employee next to him that happens to catch it midway because they're like, oh, they're recording. OK, let me record to back up my friend. Right. Or there could be a bystander. that noticed. Yeah. The, uh, or, you know, the the covert friend in the back that's mm-hmm. like pretending to shop the, you know, last minute items, um, that sort of thing. But I just wonder what the intention is as an employee to uh, film a customer and post it online as opposed to using that for proof for the police or for protection for yourself that, you know, like, no, this is what happened with the customer, that sort of thing. As an employee, I I don't get why you would want to um, put that person out on the internet. And I only say that because the first the first action should be Showing it to your employer, your boss, and saying this is what happened here, you know, if you don't have security cameras in in your place of business. Uh, Using it for the police so that they have it right away, right? But I think about that person who is just at their final straw in life, and that just happened to be the worst moment in their life. And unfortunately, you just happened to be the person that caught wind of it. Not that that makes it right, but there's, there's always that thought of... 
you know, you can ruin somebody's reputation without knowing what could have just happened, right? Like I think of there's influencer TikToks, TikTokers. Wait, hold on. Let me say that again. There's influ. There's TikTok influencers <laughs> that have had horrible things happen to them, right? Or their families and they've shared and they've been very open and that sort of thing. And then I think about, you know, if they're going through that and they're being very open on the internet about it, and then one day they walk into a store and that's where they just have their breakdown and you just happen to be there and they're not physically violent with you, but then all of a sudden you're like, look at this Karen and you post it on the internet. It's the same thing that could happen to you when it's your action that's caught, but not the initial interaction. Yeah, I think there's a weird dynamic here and it's like the intersection of social media and how connected and how quick information can be put out with the kind of new behaviors that we have out in the world, right? Where people do not just stand in line to get a thing now. Like you have people who are much more, um, I don't want to say entitled, but I want to, I want to say, say I mean, but it, but it really isn't right. It's I'm a customer and I know, how I want to be treated, in some cases it can kind of meander into entitlement, but it's it's a weird intersection there where it's easy for people to start either mistreating customers or mistreating employees or both or crosstalk, but then you have this wonderful mechanism that covers it all from one angle and then with no context... And then millions of people taking a 30-second clip, and now they know ev- they know everything about you. There was a picture that I love to show during uh, different training sessions where it's a picture of Prince William getting into a service car. And it looks like he's flipping off the media because he's surrounded by paparazzi, right? Mm-hmm. However, if you look at the picture from the other angle, it's just the way he's holding the door. So it cuts off his fingers, and really he's doing like, you know, the three-finger wave, where it's just your thumb, your pointer finger, and your middle finger, and the other two are closed. But from another angle, it looks like, because it's like uh, horizontal, you look like you just see the middle finger going out at the paparazzi. And so it's all about perspective, right? And that's really what these conversations are about today. So... I want to um, just throw out a couple of recent scenarios that have happened. Now, mind you, I don't have the names of the people involved, and I think that's more for their privacy. Um, However, they have been in the news and charges have been pressed against some of the people involved. So that's why I'm bringing these up, and that's why they Mm -hmm. became popular. So uh, let's start with a little bit, not that they're minor, but compared to the last one, these these two are minor. (laughs) The first one was a customer that was caught at an airline pushing the airline employee onto the luggage carousel um, after a bout of them screaming at each other. So it's two men. One is very, very tall. The other gentleman that worked for the airline is not as tall. And um, it looks like they're yelling, yelling, yelling. And all of a sudden, the tall one goes ahead, just grabs him, pushes him. And so um, the gentleman that pushed the other gentleman onto the luggage carousel ends up getting arrested for a misdemeanor assault, right? What 
wasn't shown until later from somebody else's camera is that the airline employee punched the customer first. Mm. Actually took like a shot at him. Um, I don't know how high he got to hit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I didn't get to see that video. But again, it's what's shown versus what's not. So um, what are your thoughts on that scenario? And should it have gone out into the world or should it have stayed stayed between like the police and the airline and that's it um i don't i don't travel often but when i do i like to keep my mind on where i'm going um usually if i'm getting on a plane it means that either some event is happening i'm going to see family or something like that or i'm on vacation and neither one of those are things that i would want to am i um, usually with you on those things yeah i've been there 9.9 9.9 times out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> but but none of those are things that I would want to um, kind of have a distraction of now I'm in jail. So there's a lot <laughs> that... Um, well, there's that's a lot not that a fun I, vacation. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. So for me, from my perspective, there's a lot that I'll overlook, even though I'll take mental notes for things that maybe later I might have to file a claim or, or like... You know, you and I are not really like complainers. Like we don't file complaints, really. Yeah, but, but if I have to make somebody aware of an experience I had and say, "Hey, just giving you some feedback" or something like that, I won't do it in the moment. Uh, there's something you like to say, like when emotions are high, intelligence is yes, low. Yes, I've learned that a long um, time ago from some mentors. Yes. And, yeah, that's just my mindset in that kind of scenario. But I do understand when. Somebody's traveling and it takes a long time to get to the airport and you had to spend money and you had to do A, B, and C. And then the person who's working at the airport, who knows how long their shift was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a powder keg, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Especially now with the how short they are in staffing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the flight cancellations and then having to hear... Uh, you know, somebody come up to them and be mad at them when they have no control over where, you know, the flight crew is or the staffing, but they have to listen to the customer, you know, and, and that wears on you after working uh, an eight hour, 10 hour or like a 14 hour shift to cover people. And all you have are customers complaining, nobody's saying anything nice. That's got to be like emotionally damaging, I would think. Yeah, I think if you're traveling, get you a nice pair of headphones and uh, so get one of those Melatonin. free trials to uh, <laughs> to one of those meditation apps, and just have a person just speaking nice. Just and, listen to our podcast. Yeah, just ASMR hang out. in your ear, and you'll you'll be, you'll be okay. Um, so the second one, same uh, environment. It's an airline, a uh, different airline, and in the video clip that went viral, you see a woman talking to the airline employee at the gate. And all of a sudden, you see the employee uh, knock this woman out and down on the ground. And that's the end of the clip. So you see him from the back. You see her saying something to him. And all of a sudden, he clocks her and she's on on the ground. Yikes. So what's if you saw that video, what's your first initial reaction? Uh, let's get the pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Uh, I I won't say the name of the airline, but there's a lot of plays on on the wording (laughs) for that airline. Okay, so then the other side of the story is that 
this woman boarded this flight, which happened to be oversold, uh, and noticed that she did not have a seat available. And so she got off the flight with her boarding pass and the uh, person at the gate was like, ma'am, you know, once you come through here, you can't re-enter. And she explained the situation to the employee and the employee said, okay, I need your boarding pass. And she said, well, I'm not going to give you my boarding pass. I paid for this. I paid for a seat. I should have a seat on the plane. And he said, but I need your boarding pass because we're going to have to take a look at what happened and how we could get you on the flight, but I need the information from it. And she's like, no, once you take it, then you're going to say that I don't have a pass on here. And so she starts giving a problem about giving the paper pass, which, you know, you could get it from the mobile phone too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he's trying to figure out a solution and she's making more of a problem. Um you know, granted, there's things that could have been proactive in this scenario, but here's where we're at. He's taking on a scenario that's not his fault and trying to help. And she is paranoid about missing her flight. Like really, like the anxiety is there. You can hear it from both sides. And so he proceeds to try to take the boarding pass where she proceeds to push him. And after she pushed him is where there were words that were said and where he decided to act because as a government employee working for the airline, you get pushed by a customer all of a sudden. That's where he decided to react. Yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know. Um, I know if it was me and I've never worked at an airline, but I know pushing an employee or you know, even raising your voice at an employee gets you on a no-fly list quick. Mm. So I wouldn't even have to, like, I mean, we could go into the thousands of videos and, like... Yeah, I wouldn't have to... I I feel like if somebody pushed me, I wouldn't have to say anything. I would just say, okay, look at the footage, and then the the marshals come and handle that, and I wouldn't have to put myself in that position. Yeah, you're not reactive that way. Yeah, you're very uh, stoic and and in control of your emotions in that time. I I know you, so I can tell when it's boiling up. But I know that you have the self control. I uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I would actually in that moment as the employee. Um, I'd like to think I would. I'd like to think after like my years of work experience that you know I say now that I would probably overreact. But I think that's just me thinking about like the situation in hindsight and what I wish I could have done when I was younger and there were no like cameras in everybody's hand to uh, catch it. But uh, no, I'm, I'm really like, like you've said in the past, the problem solver and like, okay, how do we come to a resolution and how do we all walk away peaceful from this? And then I'll just replay the conversation in my head a thousand times over um, in the safety of my own home or in my car and <laughs> say everything in um, like really great rap music. All the way home. <laughs> Uh, so then another, I I have two more that I wanted to share. So another, um, situation that happened was at a, a fast food place and there was a family that had gone through the drive through a few times because the food that they ordered was cold. And so they had to go back through and they had to share it was cold. Can you make a new one? made a new one that was still cold and so they went back through and I think at this point the employees were just like fed up because they had already remade it it was like the end of the night they were closing up um whoever was in the car um decided to go inside 
the place of business, the fast food place as they're closing up and still complain about their food that they paid for. And they're complaining. They're going back and forth. They didn't go by behind the counter. They didn't throw anything. They're, I, You can't hear words. You just see it on the video um, of the fast food place. The manager of the fast food place goes into the back and you see the camera switch. She fills up a, um, a pretty big bucket of boiling hot water and takes the boiling hot water and throws it onto the two female customers. I believe it was a, a woman with her daughter. Um, the daughter is 16. Um, and I, I wouldn't say the woman was her aunt. I don't think it was her mom. Um, not only are they now screaming and the doors are locked because the place of business is closed so they can't get out, the manager goes back, refills the bucket, comes back and pours it on them again. Finally, the customers are somehow able to get out. I don't know if there was like an employee that was able to, you know, get them out of this hectic situation. Police are called. Uh, you know, the uh, 16-year-old is badly injured, badly burned, and of course, uh, horrified. And, you know, especially at that age and, and school and having burns and traumatized and anxiety and all these other things. But the physical act of taking the time to walk to the back, fill up something of boiling water, go and do that to the customers and then say, hey, let's do that again. Like, there is no justification unless, I don't I don't even know what would justify that. I think, um, yeah, I think we reached that, that point where I don't really, and, and to me it was the, the going back and doing it again. I just, I don't know if you saw them, like, on my face it was yeah they all saw your face they they can all see it yeah (laughs) they probably all had the same face too hearing the story yeah you could probably tell through through the uh the speaker here that that's just crazy The, the going back and doing it again at that point context doesn't matter Unless you're in there with, like, robbing the place. You know, that's the yeah, only Yeah, and, like, you're I doing can... it to protect your life. Yeah, but, I mean, even in, in, in this kind of scenario, if the food is cold, we've all been there. Just you don't know, go back. We've, we've all been there. And there are, again, this is another type of thing where I don't know the backstory of that customer. Maybe they've been traveling. Maybe it was a... You know, they were on vacation. It was a bad vacation. Maybe they've had a couple of rough days. And, you know, um, for fast food workers, there's a, depending on where you work, they always say you never know when it's going to be their per- that person's first mm. or last sandwich mm-hmm. of, of any kind, right? Mm-hmm. So we don't know what scenario these people are in. But having said that, no excuse. No, absolutely not. And then when I think about our listeners, so this is for you guys, there was a funny TikTok video. Um, I say funny in regards to my sense of humor. I thought it was funny. I don't know if like everybody would. But there was probably about, I think, uh, two, four, maybe five people in this video. And they were um, insinuating that they were a gang and they were coming across as hardcore and they were talking to um another tiktok influencer that 
does actually represent a gang and they were you know saying come out here and we'll show you what it's really like and they're making gun symbols and throwing up uh, throwing up like gang symbols and all that stuff so they make the video and then um and then they stop for a second so there's a pause and then all of a sudden they break and then they're very like lighthearted, like, oh my God, guys, I was like so nervous doing that. Like, that was great. Did you see my butt? I was trying to twerk and like totally opposite of what they were trying to portray themselves as. So it was like the video, quote unquote, cut, but they didn't, but the camera they, didn't. Yeah, they didn't turn the camera <clears throat> off. And then at the end, they're like, oh no, the camera's still rolling. And then, you know, they had posted it. So, you know, this way everybody knew it was a, it was just a parody and they were joking around. That was the intention and, you know, how funny it was to be like this uh, really tough hardcore group and then no we're really softies and like who are we gonna fight that sort of thing but when you read through the comments you can tell who watched the entire video and who only saw like the first five seconds so i want to ask the listeners how do you react to a video do you instantly automatically assume as soon as you're like five to ten seconds in what it's like and then you're dropping a comment uh, I don't want to say judging, but yeah, it's judging and sharing your opinion without having the full story. Or are you the type that watches the entire video and then shares your opinion or likes it or just scrolls on by and, you know, just does their, you do your thing. Um, I tend to watch the entire video Unless Jeff sends it to me and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and I send each other a lot of videos, either as talking points for, you know, what we're going to discuss on the podcast, or it could be, you know, just, just, silly uh, just silly things. Half the time we send each other the same stuff or it's stuff that we both just watched. Um, and then there's stuff that I send him that's more my sense of humor and he'll send me stuff that's more his sense of humor. And I'm just like, okay, three minutes in, I just... I, I lost um, track of where this story was going. And, you know, I'll send him, like, something stupid about, like, an emu that's attacking, you know, its owner all the time. And she has to put on wigs to distract it so it doesn't try to kill her. You know, and he's like, really? I've got, I've got goldfish memory when it comes to these things. Like, I'll, I might send to something today. And then two days later, sent her the exact same video. <laughs> or you scroll up and I was like, I just sent that to you. You know, that that's another thing I do. You'll send me something, and I'm going, like, maybe you'll you'll have sent me, like, five videos. And on the third one, I'm like, I forget because I'm just scrolling through. I forget that I'm going through the videos you sent me. And I'm looking at the third one. I'm like, you know, Tiff would really like this video. <laughs> and then I send it back to you. And I think that's kind of how our minds work with social media. It just happens that quick. Mm-hmm. And that's how quick a reputation can change. That's how quick... Uh, reactions can be made or a determination about a person's character in just a heartbeat of a clip that you see on the internet without like the full picture. And I think as leaders of businesses, when you go in to observe your employees in business or if you're going to be in a group meeting with them and you see uh, a glimpse of a behavior or you're walking into one of your locations and the location doesn't look exactly how it should at that point for your visit because the employees honestly are making it look great for you, not for the customer because they want to get like the great marks on their reports and that sort of thing. I want you to step back and think about what questions can you ask 
to find out what happened before you got there that made the store look that way so that you don't assume it always looks that way if it's not like on point or up to standard because you never know what situation could have happened before you walked in that made it that way and so what the employees did could have been like hey we just had a whole bunch of people rush in and steal a whole bunch of our stuff you know that's happening like the blitz robbing um and they tried to recover as best they could because they knew that you were coming and you may walk in and all of a sudden say okay get marks off for this for this for this and meanwhile they're trying to slow down their heart rate because they just had like a mass robbery so I'm hoping it never gets to like that extent for you in that location, but think that way. Think of what could have just possibly happened. Let me make sure my team is okay before I go ahead and start admonishing them and picking on them about the things that aren't right. And I think about the last podcast when we talked about going to, you know, um, Disney World or Disneyland. And as an adult, you see the strings, you see the chip paint, you see the rides that they haven't like, you know, redone in forever and that sort of thing. And as an adult, you pick on those things. But as a kid, that's like the stuff that builds nostalgia, right? So I'm not saying like working in a department store is going to build nostalgia, but just understand like the the people come first. Find out what happened, what's going on, and then see if you could help problem solve instead of complain about the problem. Nobody goes to work saying, I'd like to get yelled at today. I think I did once. <laughs> I think it was one of those, I wish you would day, like, or one of those like, you got the right person on the wrong day. Yeah. <laughs> you ever have one of those? I'm just being honest. Like, you know, I, I can't be poly positive all the time. Like, there are days where I'm just like, I just need one person. <laughs> just one. <laughs> well, for me, like, if I'm going to have that day, it's not going to be at work. At work, I just want to go through my stuff, get my stuff done. And, not, you know, I, I don't go into work thinking, hey, today's the day I'm going to have a fight with a whole bunch of people. Because I'm there all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's not, it's, nobody goes in and says, I'd like to get yelled at for not having done the thing I'm supposed to do. Okay, so, well, let's go back to it. So I just shared, you know, all right, there, there's been days where I'm like, I wish someone would, right? Okay, so this story just came out. We'll we'll move on to the next part of it. And um, this woman was it is an esthetician um or actually i think she works like at a med spa right and she uh is able to do the medical injections the fillers botox like that sort of thing so she did it on this woman and um took pictures right after like immediately after so you know if you get something done to your face uh, in that moment, like as when it's first done, your face doesn't look amazing. And it, you're going into a med spa and you're going in without makeup or like without stuff on your face. So you're not like completely done up. And usually you're just like going in like dressed in sweats or whatever, because like, why, why would you dress up at a you med You want to be comfortable. If you yeah, absolutely. Needles. Especially for like any medical procedure. Right. So the woman's not looking what I would um, think is like at her best, you know, not like a, a selfie standard. Um, for people. And so uh, the the woman that was the doctor, that is the doctor, posted on social media today saying that um, not only did she post this woman's face right after the procedures that she had done, she posted her name too. So um, she said that her name was uh, in the system twice under two different names, same first name, two different last names. And after this procedure that she showed the pictures of, 
Her card was declined, and she and her husband said, we'll be right back. We're going to get another card from the car, and they did not return, did not pay. Now, this woman does not proceed to say that she called the cops. She has a police report that they're on the lookout for her. She goes on to talk about how other businesses should not accommodate this client, and this is what she looks like, and um, building that sort of reputation. Now, my challenge to that is we only get the doctor side of this right we we only get that story so we don't know if what if these two were friends that had a falling out or if this is like the in-law or the ex-in-law that you just don't like anymore and now you're blasting this person on social media because if the intention is not to get the money for the procedures as a business then what is the intention of sharing that without any actual charges being pressed like why isn't why is it not going through the law enforcement route? And then is it breaking HIPAA laws to go ahead and post this information about this woman getting medical procedures? Um, you know, people make fun of lawyers saying they're uh, unethical or they're sharks or whatever. But lawyers have this, um, actually a code of ethics, ironically, where if a, if a lawyer, and, and I think about this, as, I thought about this as you're saying it. If a lawyer was in that same scenario and their uh, client was not paying them and their check had bounced, etc., I'm not getting paid is one of the last scenarios in which you can say, I'd like to leave, like I'd like to fire my client. Oh, did you see? Oh, so hold on. So you made me think of this uh, brain. Yeah, okay. So you made me think of the, uh, another video. See how social media is a part of like everybody's lives? of a, a customer is filming this guy taking like uh, a mallet to her bathroom. And she's like, you don't have to do this. He's like, you didn't pay me. I'm taking my stuff back. And he's destroying this beautiful bathroom. And she was like, why? And he's like, you didn't pay me. I'm taking all my stuff back. I built this bathroom and you decided that you're not going to pay me. So I'm going to take all my materials back. And the next time a contractor comes here because you want somebody to fix this bathroom, they're going to say, hey, what happened in this bathroom? That's weird that there's holes in like random spots. And you're going to say, oh, well, the last guy took all his you know, materials back. And he's going to say, why would he do that? Oh, because I didn't pay him. Yeah, well, he's going to walk out because he knows that you're not going to pay him either. And he has his assistant there, like, writing down all the information. She's not filming it, but the customer is. And the customer posts the video. So it's like, um, ma'am, you're the one that looks bad in this scenario because the guy never curses. He just goes in. He's upset that he paid for the materials, and um, so he decides to take them back. So, yeah, I just had to throw that in there because I was like, I would, I, I'm, not, I'm actually going to part company with you on that. I'm going to say... The, the guy with the mallet, the guy swinging... I'm going to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the guy swinging the sledgehammer like a crazy person. He, to me, he looks bad. And I haven't even seen the video. But there are other avenues you can take without destroying somebody's bathroom and making it worse. You know, to go down the, the lawyer route, and if there's any lawyers out there, keep me honest... Um, the, there's probably some yes. action. Yes, that the that lawyers person... did comment, that, and they said he's liable for that. Absolutely, yeah, he, absolutely. You know, you you may now have to pay for that person's mm -hmm. bathroom for free. Yep. Against your will, you know. So that's where that whole self control comes in, where it's like there's other things that you can do. And to circle back to um to the esthetician or 
whatever. She's a doctor, yeah. Because you know, in order to do the, the uh, injectables, you have to at least have some sort of uh, nursing degree, I believe. Yeah, and for me, in the same way that I think I don't want to ruin my vacation, and my vacation may be a week long, it may be a couple weeks long, right? I also don't want to undo however long it took me to go to nursing school, medical school, law school, etc., and the amount of money that I may have paid to get a degree in whatever I do, now it's gone because I decided that one client wasn't going to pay me and I'm going to put their picture up. So maybe some businesses might say, you know what, I'm not going to service that client. But what's really going to happen is that somebody's going to come and take your business away from you Mm -hmm. and now you're not going to be able to service anybody and then there's another side to it so then in the comments there's a couple of actual other doctors uh you know not necessarily uh med spa uh but maybe like i'm trying to think of the word uh maybe dermatologists or just plastic surgeons that are commenting and they're saying this woman has already had too many procedures I wouldn't have taken her as a client at that point anyway if you look at her skin detail here, here, and here because of the images were really clear. Mm-hmm. So then that got me thinking, you know, maybe she didn't pay because if you look at the pictures that are done immediately after the procedure, it doesn't look right. Like, you know, it's a lot of puffiness. It's a lot of, like, pimple-looking, um, really swollen uh, areas on her face. So... Is that really what happened? Or is that just you trying to get in front of the story and you don't know because there was no police report filed? Yeah. So that's where it's like you have to use common sense, especially on social media, of what's the true story instead of just hearing the one side and never hearing the other side and saying, oh, okay, maybe that's not the case. Oh, hmm. Sometimes just sitting and letting it marinate for a minute is the Mm -hmm. right thing to do so that you can really like weigh out each side. Get a lawyer, get a, I don't know, a business consult, somebody who can be the voice of reason that you can call on in a moment and say, hey, should I do this? I'm about to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think I should do this? And they'll let you know. Should I take a mallet to this person's bathroom? <laughs> no, that's a bad idea. Can we just talk it through for a second? <laughs> and even, you know, for ideas like that, I think if you took a second and you gave yourself a, a like if you gave yourself a moment to think sh- should I call Jeff and ask him this right you probably know what I'm gonna say don't call Jeff he ignores his calls yeah I, I don't he answer my phone anyway call. but like I'll if you're gonna from downstairs if, if they're gonna call like we'll, we'll use you as an, if they're gonna call you they probably already know what you're gonna say yeah I'm gonna and say they, what time do you need me to be there <laughs> In in reality, you're gonna you're gonna they they know it's a bad idea, yeah. and that's why you do it so fast. Everybody because... knows. I usually ask, okay, so do you need to just vent, or do you want me to like walk you through this? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's usually my response. <laughs> do you need a friend right now, or should I start saving up money for bail? <laughs> so I'm gonna segue to the next scenario. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you now, and because this is one that actually um, I came across, and I really wanted to get involved, but I did not. And it's one that I see often in a lot of, it's something that hits a lot of employees. Um, but then I want your your perspective on it. Mm-hmm. And it's this 
scenario where employees of a company go to social media and they act as the employee of that business. So maybe they work at a fast food restaurant and they're doing TikTok videos in uniform while they're working and doing something non-work related. Sometimes good, sometimes horrific. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just let your imagination come up with the horrific parts. Like but, pouring boiling water on customers. Yeah. Or, I mean, just sometimes some people do like unsanitary things. Yeah. Or in the case of like other businesses, they might they might say, hey, I know stuff about this business. They might work at, say, like a retail store or they might work at a uh, um, they might be a game developer or something. Right. And they might say, hey, I have insight into this company. Let me answer some of your questions. But it's not sanctioned by the company. And I know every company has their own way of handling that. But what will more than what will oftentimes happen is that, especially in, in, in the TikTok era where it's very easy when you have something niche or when you have something very focused to get a big following, the business will notice that and then you'll have, I mean, it never fails. You'll have an employee saying, well, I just had a conversation with my company and they said I can either take down the, the videos that I had 5 million views, 10 million views, 15 million views on, or I'm fired. Or sometimes it doesn't even go that far and they're, and you, you'll see an employee saying, well, now I got to see if I have a job next week. I'm under review because I did this and this and this. And so I have my own beliefs on what that, you know, what that entails. But I kind of wanted your two cents because you usually have a pretty good uh, point of view on these kind of things. I think the first thing that came to mind as you, you were explaining this was Niagara Falls. And I think as a leader with a scenario like that, Am I willing to try to stand there and stop the water from falling over Niagara Falls? Or would I rather just put fence along the sides so that nobody jumps into Niagara Falls? Like, do I go with the flow or do I try to stop the flow? And what's easier for my business and what is it that the employees are trying to convey through their social media? So, um... I think it would be different for a, a private and maybe smaller business than a big corporation that is nationwide. I think that there's uh, a difference in how it may be handled, but I think either way, this is where somebody who's an industrial organizational psychologist would come in and help write the policy on this and speak with employees and take surveys and kind of get feedback and help organize the thoughts with human resources to plan this, right? And they would go ahead and say, okay, what are we, you got to start big picture. What will we allow? What won't we allow? And then also build in the why to that. Because once it's communicated, you always want to communicate the why. So the people that do make the decisions in that organization are going to start branching that out. Okay, so it's okay if they do this. It's not okay if we do that. And here's the why. It's okay if this is done and this is done, but here's the why. Remember that your employees are 
your customers also. And with your customers, you try never to say no. You try to talk about what you can do. And I think that's a great approach with your employees in saying, yeah, we could absolutely have a social media presence. Here's what we can do with social media if it's going to be in regards to the business. I think if you absolutely cut it out and say, no, you can't talk about the business at all. You can't talk about what you do in your role, even if you don't mention the company name or, you know, if you completely say no, then it's going to create some questions as to what are we hiding that we can't represent what we do, especially if we're proud to share some things about our company and our role and how excited we are, uh, because that's only going to create opportunities for people to apply to the company and generate some excitement about it. But it's also going to create excitement around the marketing because you never know it's going to go viral and then also create influencers that are going to be affiliate marketers that are going to cost less. I mean, there's so many ways that it could span out versus you just absolutely saying no. Uh, and then I think like the whole, if we're not transparent outside of the organization, then something is not going right with the company and it causes fear with employees uh, that I can't talk about where I work for because I'm not sure it's going to be around much longer based on, you know, what we're being cut off from, right? However, then you have, you have to know who your audience is or who your audience is in terms of your employees. You have to know, okay, are my employees ones to go off the rails? Like, are they unhappy employees? Because then you got to fix home first before you go out in public. And then, uh, you know, what kind of material are they looking at posting? And there's so many questions that you have to ask, but you really have to know your team. Like, are they going to be vulgar? Are they going to represent the company in the way that the culture is represented in the company? And mm -hmm. have you been representing the culture in your company the right way? Uh, so... I say absolutely embrace social media. I know that you and I both come from the 1900s. So we were there before social media. Then we were there after social media hit, right? And there was a fear from, I know, companies that I've worked for in the past of embracing social media because they wanted to keep, uh, you know, secrets about products or information and things like that. And they were concerned about the employees who had what information and how they would relay it on, on social media. And so and um, business practices. And right, all right. So one of the things that I created with the team was, all right, let's start with, because a lot of questions were being thrown because there was such a big network for a company that I worked with, right? And they would throw out questions regarding the company on their social media page, but it would reach everybody. It would reach their clients, their family, their friends, their coworkers, their past employers and things like that. And we were like, okay, how do we funnel this so it's just pertaining to the organization and just pertaining to their area? And so the best answer was, let's just create a private group for everybody in the organization to just be able to funnel their questions there so you get the right answer from the right people because you have the leaders on there, employees on there. And then you get to see like the feedback that employees have, you know, between each other and the chats that happen there. And it's not like, like you just completely cleaned up social media in that sense. And then it branched off into, okay, well, who's on your social media page that you're trying to reach? Because if it's people that are already customers of yours, are you trying to reach people that aren't customers or are you trying to just communicate to family and friends? So you have to figure out, okay, what's the thought behind it? What's the thought behind why it could be scary? And then what could we do that has like a, a middle, a, a nice medium to it? 
on the employee end of this, I'm going to say TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all places where you can create content. And and the last few years has been a very great uh, environment for people to switch into content creation of all sorts of things. If your content does not jive with the thing that you do during the day, um, I think tech companies, game companies, sports uh, organizations, things like that, that are super popular can distract from your normal content. So if you have a a channel that's dedicated to uh, your singing or, or comedy or crocheting or something that you do as a hobby, jumping in and saying, hey, I work in the corporate offices of GameStop or Sony. Hey, can you get me a PS5? You know what I mean? Um, I work for the Dallas Mavericks. Well, can I get ticket? The the especially for like the, some of the bigger organizations that, are, that can be polarizing. You you putting forward content that has to do with that it will distract from your stuff. I well, also I think the other it. the other side of it is what you're putting out, that's one thing, right, from from the company point of view. But who you're funneling to your channel can now see your private life. Pictures of your kids that you've put up. Yeah. Pictures of your home and where you live and your, your geolocation and, and all this other stuff that drives people to know you more personally than you care to be known. So also thing as the employee, what are you doing to protect yourself from things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, because what you open yourself up to could be, you know, creepy and you just want to protect yourself in that way. And so maybe it's having a split um, profile where you, you're you on TikTok and maybe you have one for business and you have one for personal and the same thing for Facebook, same thing for TikTok. Is it a lot of work? Absolutely. Are there apps that could help you manage that? Absolutely. But just think about you know, what you throw out can come back to you and which way which way do you want it to be funneled to protect yourself and your family. Um, I just watch a lot of Discovery Plus and Investigation ID and I just like to protect people. So, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of protecting, let's let's uh, tie this up with protecting the business. Okay. Um, I've noticed uh, thinking about Google reviews, thinking about Yelp, thinking about different places where customers can give feedback about the business, like even DoorDash and um, Grubhub and Uber Eats and, you know, the the different stars that a business can get and the reviews about the food or reviews about the service or the driver, whatever it may be. I recently, and I think it's with the tension of how um, the world is financially these days, see businesses fighting back. and I'm torn on this because I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And what I see is a lot of defensiveness about the feedback that the customer gave the business and then how the business responds. So, for example, there was a food place that's local to us and uh, the owner does have a reputation for having a hothead. Um, and so anytime somebody posted like a three star or less review on their business, the owner was leaving a scathing response back to the customer on there, which does not make the business very family friendly or yeah. um, inviting. 
It and also doesn't get, even if you're right, it doesn't bring people to your side. Yeah. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. And, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking is that it usually happens in a service industry where it's the owner or the person that is writing the response is somebody that has to provide a service or provide something that was created by them. So it means a lot, right? That that really comes from the heart and soul when you put your hard work into it. And then somebody has something to say that they're just not, they just weren't happy with it. And so I can see where you internalize it and you want to reply with, I spent hours on this. Are you serious? It was the best piece of work I made in my life or whatever the case may be. Instead of going that route and trying to have the public opinion swayed in your direction, my advice has always been to anybody is to have that review as a marketing tool. That's the best way I can phrase it. Have it as your response where you say, thank you for leaving a reply. I invite anybody to print this response out and bring it to the business and receive 15% off your next service or your order so we could show you what we're really like. Or so we can like absolutely knock you off your feet. Or we could show you that this was a one-time experience for this customer that and we've taken care of them, but we want to take care of you too. You know, something positive where it's just like, you know, hey, we invite you to come back and, and give us a try. And it's worked every single time for anybody that I have brought this to. And I know it's not a brand new idea. I know I'm not the one that thought of it. But it's really taken the pressure off of people getting emotional and uh, and feeling like they have to always go back to reply, 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 reply. Because somebody in the public is going to defend the customer that initially complained. And when it's in writing, words are weapons. Right. So in writing, it's it may not be visual like on TikTok and the way that we started the conversation on, you know, how videos are created and you only see the back end of things. Um, But the same thing with writing a review, you don't see what happened in the restaurant or what happened in the service industry or what happened in the store that brought this person to sit down and take the time to write a review because they were really upset with their experience. So you can't deny a person their feelings, but you can turn it around to benefit your business if you do it with the right intention and still reaching out to the customer and you know, sharing, hey, I'd love for you to print out your own review and bring it in and let us impress you the second time because you know it'll be a second chance and it's not shame on you in any of these chances. It'll be shame on us if you don't get it, if we don't get it right the second time for you. And you know, that's kind of my opinion on that topic. Well, we want to know what you guys think of all of these things that we talked about. What is your, um, what is your approach to social media with regard to work with your business? If you're an employee with your employment, et cetera. And the best way to give us your comments is to go to Tiff's uh, TikTok, and that is the underscore I-O underscore shrink on TikTok. Usually, she puts up a video right before the uh, podcast episode goes live, so that's your opportunity to um, give us con- uh, comments. What you uh, Also, give us comments about what you liked about the episode, 
uh, what we could do better, what you want to hear more of. Um, and where are you listening to us from? Are you listening to us on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, um, pretty much anything you want us to know? And just make sure you watch the whole video before you leave a comment and possibly judge before seeing the whole story. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Tiffany Rufino with Jeffrey Rufino, and you just listened to Great to Greater. 